everybody was high. It's such a privilege, such a privilege to be here. An unbelievable, unbelievable privilege. To be able to sit among Mivakshe Hashem. Chaver that are looking, chaver that are seeking, people that understand that there's something deeper, that there's something deeper that we're looking for, we're searching for, we're trying to do something. Outside of the strictures of what some people may perceive as, you know, the norms or communal, you know, ideals of the way that things should look or are looking, but a feeling that we have to go deeper, deeper, deeper. It's such a privilege to be in your presence, Mamish. And I want to thank Ryako Woki for Mamish hosting and hosting me and hosting all of us. It's so, it's so special. It's Mamish, Mamish, so special. What a chaver, what a chaver. Rab Ari, Rab Ari, putting this whole thing together. Mamish. Unbelievable. So, don't let me disturb you. I'm going to sing a couple of the gunim. Chaver should eat. Nachas Hashem, feel like you have to join or sing. But I would be so privileged and honored if you joined me. When you're ready. At the end of every song, I say l'chaim, but I'm drinking water, and everybody's drinking water. Over here, I have to limit, you know, l'chaim, l'chaim. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
little bit of an introduction here. The reason for the idea to bring the Yaakov down, the Yaakov Klein, was not just because Heinrich uh, likes controversy, that's not the reason. But we wanted to do something special for the yard site that's coming up on sort of the days. For Nelson, the Talmud of Rav Nachman, and I want to give a little bit of uh, appreciation for for who he was and what he means to me as a person, what it can mean for all of us if we would just learn from him. So if you look, the concept of a Rebbe and a Talmud is something that is throughout history. You have Come back to Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshua. You have Elio and Elisha. And even later on, you have the Arizal and Rebchaim Vital. And a little later, you have Rav Nachman and Rav Nassim. It's examples of classic Rebbeim with their Talmud. And when you think about it, in many ways, in all those cases, Although the Rebbe is clearly the Rebbe and the Talmud is clearly the Talmud. But what the Talmud accomplishes is in a way much more than the Rebbe, much greater. It was Yeshua, it was Machnis, Kal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. So it brought it to fruition. Isha Sheruach Bai. In Lashem, you find by Elisha, Kishnayim Beruchach. There's something, there's a special Ruach that Elisha requested. He was able to do double the miracles of even Eliyah Navi. And Rabchaim Vital, not for him, you know, the Torah Rizal, Rizal's life was very short. And it was really Rabchaim who, who brought the Torah Rizal to the world. It's the same exact thing with Rav Nachman, who also died very young, but it's thanks to his talent, Rav Nassan, where we have such a enriched lives due to the Torah of Rav Nassan. So it's really something special. There's something unique about a Talmud. And what's amazing is that Rav Nassan, by all rights, could have, could, have became, could have become a Rebbe in his own right, but he stayed a Talmud. He remained a student. And that's something I think speaks to, can speak to all of us to appreciate this idea throughout our lives to always be a student. We don't need to be the teacher. We don't need to be students. We're continuing, continuing education, as we say. And Nassim, if you read a little bit of his biography, his life was full of struggles that we all identify with. He had difficulty with his parents, he had difficulty with his shver, difficulty in life in general, until he found Rav Nachman. It's a story that he was very close to, played Yitzhak and and somebody had to go pick up the bagels. It was a lottery to see who would pick up the bagels. It was Rav Nassim, it was a buck in Kula. Everything he knew already at that time, no question, Anybody learns any of this foreign, the, the amount of just the kamas, forget the echos, the kamas of what his information is, the, the, unbelievable. And here he was the one who had to go pick up the bagels. And he's thinking, it's like, is that what my life is? I'm the guy who goes to Shlach. And he just gave him a chalisha sadas. He felt broken, he felt inside that, that there's got to be something more. There's something, something I'm missing, something I need to achieve. Until he finally found Reb Nachman. The famous account when Reb Nachman was offered a very prestigious position as a rav, and he asked Reb Nachman, and he said, "What does the Rebbe say about uh, taking this position as a rav?" And Reb Nachman said, "I think that's a 
phenomenal idea to solve all your problems. You'd have your father be okay, your spare be okay, everyone would be, would be wonderful. And he's like, really? That's what you want me to do? And he said, yeah, yeah, really. And he said, really, really? <laughs> then Rav Nachman said, you want the MS of the MS? Stay with me. Stay with me. <clears throat> that's what happened. He stayed. And that's the point, is that the idea is to be always a Tom. And I think that's the, one of the difficulties in life is that we feel at a certain point that we're no longer able to be a student. We're no longer able to learn from others. We're, we're filled. We know everything already. And what Rav Nassim teaches us is that it's irrelevant how much your information you have how little information there's always what to learn there's always you can still gain from the teacher there's always more Torah and it's amazing you know Reb Nassim what Reb Nassim saw in Reb Nachman's Torah nobody else would have seen okay it's, it's the more that he learned the more he saw in the Torah the more he was able to draw out and, and, and stretch out and come out and brilliant ideas and deep ideas and ideas that speak to one's heart. It's all because he was a town. So I just want to wish all of us a special, special to connect to this time to, of a commemoration of a town. Who remains a town? Who stays a town? And we should all be Zaita to Taka be that, to always be a town, to always be that student. Always recognize that we need more, we need to learn more. And I just want to thank Rabbi for coming all this way. It's truly an honor. And Shkech to all the people who made it possible. Shkech. This is Rav Nassim's Negev. Oi ashreinu matoyin umanoim
Also, we got Christ of Type, I forgot to mention earlier. Rabbi Nagel, for Mamish, Mamish, being a Maradera, for the Chavra here, I'm sure everybody knows how valuable it is to have somebody like this as part of, part of the team. Person who adds so much. I get to listen a little bit to the recordings of the book club. So much insight, so much I'm learning, so much from all of you. Amish is this Thank you for having me as well. This is mine. Based on Hashem in a bit, we're going to do a little bit of a Sichas Chaverim, like a Q&A or a conversation around some of the ideas that many of the Chaver are learning in the book and the story to discuss any obscure points. We'll get into it. I always am jealous that I get to listen to all the banter, but I don't get to be involved so much. Afterwards, I send voice notes. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. So this is like a live session, you know? I want to hear Ari get into it, you know? Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. So the risk of the I'm ready, don't you? The risk of your eyes. It's so sweet. It's so precious. It's so precious. But I want to speak to you just about one element in this story that actually gets glossed over in the book, actually. A saga that I saw afterwards in the course of my teaching this story in, uh, in the Yeshiva Mevasar Tzion, where I was looking to teach the book in the course, something that I noticed in the course of teaching and zoned in on. For those that are less familiar, the story of the lost princess, Revealberg and Achman Abreslev, it's very basically a story about, as you might have guessed, a princess who gets lost. But more importantly, it's about the lifelong search of the viceroy, the second in command, to try to recover that ineffable, unfathomable, inexpressible essence of life that gets missing, that goes missing, that gets lost. And along the way, at a very elemental point in the Viceroy's journey, and he goes through a lot, like all of us do, the Viceroy discovers a shvil a path to the side. And this path to the side is actually really very strongly a very, very powerful turning point in the story. Because beforehand, he's basically wandering aimlessly in deserts, fields, and forests. And Viter, deserts, fields, and forests. And it repeats itself a cycle throughout the stages of the spiritual growth process. But he's not any closer or further to finding this princess, right? Doesn't seem, at least. Until he finds Shvil Menatzah. A path to the side. I think the reason why perhaps I didn't focus on this element in the book is because the Breslov Ramashpiyim make all sorts of Ramazim from the Shvil Manatzadah's Rosh Hashivah's Moshe. It's the Indian of Atzadeh. The Indian of somebody who's able to bring heaven down to earth, like I spoke about last night, who was able to reveal a little bit Ganeidin in this world, give us clarity as to what we're supposed to be doing. Life is precious. Life doesn't last forever. We should live long and happy to 120. Every second counts. Every second counts. We're on a mission, and the Tzadi gives us that. Shvil Echad Mena, Shvil Mena Tzadis, Rosh Hateves Moshe, Rosh Hateves Shama, very deep. But if you look in the actual story, it doesn't say Shvil Mena It says Shvil Echad Mena And this is perhaps deeper than anything else. Shvil Echad Mena He finds one path to the side, and it's that path, spoiler alert, it's that path that leads right to the palace where the princess is being held, and then things get a little bit more intense, but at least he knows where she is, and she gives him conditions, and he tries to fulfill them, and so on and so forth. Shvil echad menatzad. What's this echad? What is this shvil echad menatzad? Shvil menatzad. 
that shvil is melashen, or is lashen yachid. You don't have to tell me shvil echad. If you say shvil, it means one. Shvilin means many, right? So you don't have to, it's redundant. Shvil echad manas. Shvil means one path. You don't have to say shvil echad. It's one, one path, or the path of oneness. What is this? I want to learn together with you, Siyat Rishmaya, short, tiny teaching, a few short teachings. But we'll begin with a Torah that's called Hashmata. It means to say it's not actually in Lakuta Maran, not in the first Chalit, not in the second Chalit. But it's Hashmata, it's brought right smack in between the first Chalit and the second Chalit. It doesn't have a letter, it's not Torah Aleph, it's not included in the numbers. It's its own separate little isolated Indian, which of course, as we're going to learn what the actual content is, it'll make very good sense why it's alone. But I want to read this with you, Chavit, together. To be mamik, to understand a little bit the concept of echad. Shvil echad natsad. Says Rebbe Nachman Tzchusiyag in Aleinu, you don't have it in front of you, but I'll read slowly. The Pasig in Yecheskel says, Echad hoya Avram. Avraham was one. On a simple level, the whole concept of Avram, Avram Ivri, what it is, a Jew. He's called Avram Ivri, Chazal tell us, because he stood on one side and the whole world stood me Aver, Avram Ivri. He was on the other side of the whole entire world, one man against everybody. To proclaim and to stand witness that there's a creator. Bira Delakas, Miabala Bira, Avram Avinu, Aver stands alone. That's what it means on a simple level. Avram was one. Says Rabbi Nachman, deeper. Sha'avram Avad, listen to every word. This is mamish, like you need it for your whole life, especially this Chavra. Sha'avram Avad Hashem Rak Al Yidei Shahoya Echad. This was the essence of Avram Avinu Zavaris Hashem. He served God through this, that he was Echad, that he was one. What does this mean that he was one? Of course he was one. He was an individual. What does this mean he was Echad? Shechashav Bedaita, he says the Rebbe's Chusya Gorleinu, that Avram Avinu considered in his mind Shurak Yechidi Ba'oyla, that he was the only person in the world. When he didn't look at what other people were doing and what other people were thinking and what other people were saying, didn't care, didn't look upon it, didn't consider it, it wasn't machshim, it made nothing to him. Those that were not connecting in such a way, those that weren't privy to the clarity that he was privy to, and seek to prevent him from serving God in the way that he knows, and, that it, and the way that he knew that his heart is drawn to and that his heart needs. He didn't pay attention. His father, Terach, other people close to him, other people that were trying to prevent him, he was the only person in the world, he was alone. This is what it means. Echad Hoya Avram. Avram was one. It means Avram served God through this. That he considered it as if he was the only one around. He didn't build a value system based on other people's perceptions. It was what he knew was right. And he stuck with it and he stood firm. The Chain says Rabbi Nachman to each and every one of us. Every person that wants to enter into the service of God. It was always a pell, it was always a wonder to me, this kind of terminology that you find through Abraslav. Whoever wants to, like for example, in Tarmem Ches and Tinyana, was called the Garis Maran by some of the Hasidim. It says, When a person enters into the service of God, it's like, what does that mean? A person enters into the service of God. I'm serving God. I was born a religious Jew, many of us. Means that we're serving a Kaddish Baruch. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Because you could be serving God, but you could still not have entered into Avodah Hashem. You could be doing all the right things. You could be checking all the boxes. But it's not Kishat the Michnos Avodah Hashem. It doesn't envelop you. It's not something that's essential. It's not where you live, your home. It's where you stay a little bit, you know, a little hotel, and it's sweet and it's nice. But it's not, it's not where you live. It's not who you are. It's what you do, perhaps. 
says when a person enters into that kind of experience, it'll be impossible for us to truly enter without this lesson. That there's no one else in the world. There's me and the Rebbeinu Shalom. And that's what matters, me and him. And that's my value system. When I go in his spite this and I'm open and I'm honest and I'm clear and I'm vulnerable and I'm authentic and I'm, and I'm sincere and I open up and I examine every facet of my life and I make an accounting and I say, is this the right derech? Is this what's bringing me closer? Am I more gentle now? Am I more broad-minded? Am I calmer? Am I living a more positive life? Am I looking a little bit more positively on other people? Are my relationships improving? Is my learning stronger? Whatever learning is, my learning stronger? Is my davening a little bit more with focus? And if the answer to all those questions is yes, that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Without any other chashboinness of what other people consider to be and what the... Like so different. What does it matter to you? And this person needs to be very strong not to look or consider or value the opinions of those who seek to prevent him from finding what it is that he knows is so essential to him. Family members, of course, uh, in a balanced way, in a nuanced way, in a respectful way. But they stand firm like the viceroy. To know that there exists a princess. We know what she is. We know where she is. We're trying to find her. We're trying to make something of our lives. Not stamifkeris, but to, to really, really make sure that we're maximizing every moment. Because it's infinite, infinite, infinite what we're being called upon to accomplish in this world, each and every one of us. To take that seriously. And not to focus on any of the distractions. It makes no difference. What do you care? I don't answer to them. I answer to him with a capital H. What do I care what other people say? What do I care? So I don't, I'm not beholden to their opinion. I'm not beholden to them. I'm beholden to one thing. To my avoid and to gilik void And if I'm being honest and I'm not fooling myself. And I'm living life in relation to that mission. Echod hoyo avra. This is Rabbi Nachman's Torah, Echad Hayavram. This concept of Echad brings me back to a Pasuk. It's one of my favorite Pasukim because I think it really encapsulates the whole story. Also, not just the story of the lost princess, but the story of the lost princess is everything. So all of our stories, listen to this verse. Asam elikin esa'adam yashar. The prophet says that God created man yashar straight, simple. And then the great tragedy of life is the second half of that pasuk. And then they went along and they sought many twisted different paths. And they deviated from the way in which they were created essentially. Simple, elemental. We became distracted. We wandered along many, many, many different kinds of foreign fields. I believe that so much of our avoda, in this generation specifically, is to put in all of our effort to return to that element of asa alikin asa adam yasha, to rediscover that yashers, that tumimus, that simplicity that's devoid of any perception of externality, things that don't matter. Like little children, they don't care what people think of them. They do what they want to do. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. But they stand up and they're fine and they don't, they don't think to themselves like, oh, you know, what's this one thinking of me? It's not, it's not on their wavelength, kids. The princess of youth. To identify what they want to do and to do it. Also, the kim's other But then we become all sophisticated. 
Then it matters what the neighbor says, what this one thinks, what that one does. What school am I sending this kid to and that? And what's he going to say? What's she going to think? That's the name of Bikshu, Cheshvan Israel. It's inessential and it's shtuyot. It's pointless and it's stupid. But the main thing that matters is Asa Alikim Asa Adam Yasha. To be honest. To be honest and be clear. What are we here for? What are we doing? Is it bringing me closer? Is it making me more of a yid? Is it helping me identify more with the Jewishness within me that when I look in a mirror, that's what I see. I see an Eved Hashem. See a person that's buckled, that's null and void to that mission and that mission alone. A person that utilizes all of his or her circumstantial elements in terms of our upbringing and our experiences to further reveal Kvot Shemayim, to further reveal godliness in the world. Now this, of course, again, it's delicate because it takes a lot of honesty. We can fool ourselves too. It takes a lot of honesty. Rabbi Nachman has eights us for that. A lot of advice, his spodidus. Take time out of your day, five minutes, 10 minutes. Move away from the noise of this world. Even good friends, there's a time for good friends. Move away from that. It's gotta be fields around here, I'm sure. Huh? There's fields? They're burning them down. They used to. Uh, they used to. <laughs> so before they burn them down altogether, find a field somewhere, go out, spend a little time, shut your phone, be alone, be real. Be authentic. Try to tap back into that place. I want to be like a little child again. I told the Hebra before we, we had the, you know, the, the adult Hebraica that we're involved with. Now all the kids were sitting here and I told them I meant it. I told them, I said, you probably have this dimmy and this thought that you're here to learn from me. I'm here to learn from you and I mean it. I mean it. My Shmuel knows, back at home, I miss him terribly. My Shmuel Shmuelka knows that he's my greatest rabbi in the world. He says, Abba, I want to be like you. I say, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. I want to be like you. That all the stupidities and the complexities and all the politics and fighting. I want to serve you. I want to make use of my time in this world. That's what I want to do. I want to fight with people. I don't want to argue. I don't want to... It's all a distraction. It's all a distraction. Find what works for you. Hold on to it. And don't waver. Have confidence. Echad hoya avram. In a respectful way. Find your path and stick to it. What do you care what other people do, don't do? What they think, what they don't think. Who cares? Life is way too short. They're getting involved in such chashvayas. That's why I'm a big shuchashvayas is rabbi. Move back to the essential asam alikim asa adam yasha. I want to read one more tyrant from the rabbi short, but this will finish. For this segment, we'll do a few more nagunim and then we'll open it up to the chaver. Listen to this. A person who understood what this was, a person who went through his snagdos, the like of which none of us can imagine in our worst nightmares or dreams if we have that personality. But nightmares. Rabnasan understood what it was, Rabnasan understood what it was to hold on to an emiss and not let go. Not let go. Respectfully, he never answered back. He never fought. He wasn't looking for that. He did his thing. And he won people over. You know how? Not because he fought with them, but because of his sincerity. Because the proof was in the pudding. And because any person who was intellectually honest was forced to say, Nikarim Devrei Emes. We see what this thing Chasidus, what this thing Rabbi Nachman did to this person. What he was able then to do for the world. Says Rabbi Nelson. Rabbi Nachman loved the simple avoiders of stam I don't even know what that means. What's a stam You know any stam people? Certainly not in this room. But whatever this is, stam regular people. Simple, good-hearted people. 
He loved when people would stay after davening and they'd say some extra piyutim and they'd spend a little more time, not because somebody's going to look at them and say, ooh, wow, ooh, he's, you know, he's saying all these special incantations. No, just because very simply in the back of shul, he just wants, it's not so easy for him to quickly wrap off the tefillin and run out to work. He wants to hold down a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more today because a little bit more. Like the simple people do. Rabbi Nachman was very strong. You have to sing by the Shabbos. Rabbi Nachman was makbid. Very, very few times you see Rabbi Nachman was really like the last person to be makbid. But on this he was makbid. We get upset. That a person was such a big intellectual, a person was such an academic, such a sophisticated person, he had to run out of mission. Oh, what do you mean? I'm going to sit and sing songs. What's going to be? What's going to be with the Seder? What's going to be? Oh, a big chacham. And I'm going to stop for a second, sing a little bit, but the Shabbos table. Yeah, it's simple. Nobody's going to give you an, an award for it, or pat you on the back and tell you, wow. It's to be a simple year. It's to be a simple year. On the most basic level, just to enjoy every moment. Ki ikar hayahadus hu bepshitus u'etminus kamor belishim chachmas. Yiddishkeit, at its core, is simplicity. Just to be a simple person. To do things simply. Belishim chachmas, without sophistication. Kamavur etzleinu. Kvar Kamapa'am, as is brought off in times, many times. This is the Indian of Reb Nassim. Reb Nassim's nigan that we just sang. That nigan. The person who knows music a little bit, there's no, there's no more simple nigan than that. It, it, it goes nowhere. It's just... It's not much posture. Like you see this like little bent over you, like a little bent hat, you know? Who's just so overflowing with gratitude. I'm just so privileged that I'm a Jew. That I'm able to know about the tzaddik. And I'm able to know about Torah. And I'm able to know about tefillah. And I'm able to build a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch that I walk with him, that he walks with me, and he holds my hand. And then I have a direct line to him. And bless us, Chavr. Then in our avoid, this avoid of this Chavr, that's connected to something very unique. Something a little bit different, something that some people may look at in a certain way, or may avert their eyes not to look at all. Identify what works. Hold on tight to it respectfully with conviction, with the awareness that different things work for different people. With the awareness that every decision that we make vis-a-vis how to go about doing this needs to be measured up to what's going to reveal what's going to reveal God's presence what's going to conceal Rabbi Nachman says that we make that decision before we act and that's how we measure up what we're about to do he promises you'll never stumble don't get distracted stay on course do your thing answer to God and God alone Let's connect the pshitas to the Masashayim.